the Sports Complex afternoons 5 to 7 on the Horn. Back to the sports complex on a Tuesday afternoon. Short week getting out for you here for you today, here for you tomorrow, and then of course Thursday is Thanksgiving, and then we'll have pregame show instead of our show on Friday, four to six p.m. Uh, with Aaron Rod. We'll have the pregame show on there instead, so we won't have a show on Friday or Thursday. But we're here with you till Wednesday, keeping you rolling here on. The Sports Complex on the show today. We will talk some Texas football getting into Texas Tech. It's a short week, so we just move and we're moving right past. We can still talk some Iowa State if you guys want, but we're going to kind of start moving into Texas Tech. Uh, we're going to play some sound from Hook Em Up. We'll get into Texas versus UConn, play the defending national champions of basketball last night, shorthanded, put up a good fight. Uh, we will get into that. Uh, we will talk a little bit about Monday Night Football as well. A great matchup, a Super Bowl rematch last night in uh, in Kansas City. We'll talk about some NFL news, anything else, and of course, your text messages on the text line, 512-447-3776, 512-447-3776 is the text line number. If you guys want to join the conversation on the show, that is the place to do it. Uh, we can start off. I have a question for you to start off the show. To just get you rolling on the text line, uh, I went and got my hair cut today. Nice job. The, the guy did a good job. I was happy with the job. It was a fine time. The guy was nice enough. I I personally, though, as someone who talks for a living and, and talks and, and shouldn't normally care too much about talking more, I, I'm somebody that when I go do my hair cut, I, I don't need the, the conversation. I'm not a big small talk guy. I'm not big in the, oh, the weather's dead. I don't, I don't do that a lot. I don't like to, you know, I'll have conversations with friends and then if I meet somebody out and we can talk sports or we can do, but I'm not a big small talk guy. So normally when I get my haircut, I prefer silence. Just cut it and I'll just, just sit here. I don't need it. It's not going to take that long. I get if, you know, I get if your hair takes longer to do. Mine does not take that long. I was home. I left my house and was home in less than an hour. So that should tell you that that amount of time is okay to talk, not talk. So I'm curious on the text line, 512-447-3776, if you guys, if you're someone who likes to talk or if, if this is more a universal thing, because most people I know are not huge, hey, let's have a conversation when you get your haircut. And now I get if you know the person, 
Maybe you do. Maybe it's like a catch-up time with you and your friend. But just normally, if you go just get your hair cut, do you want to have the conversation? Do you feel that that most people should know? It's like if we're just going in, we have no really we don't need to do this. I don't feel that I don't need the the uh the barber to uh try and have conversation. I don't need it. I get it. I, I'm cool with just sitting there and the music's playing in the place. I'm fine with that. That's that's good with me. I don't need anything else. So tell me that maybe I'm the crazy one. Maybe I'm the only one who's just antisocial and doesn't and doesn't want to have the small talk conversation. But I was thinking about that today as I sat in the chair and we had we talked a little bit and then it's just always that thing where it just tails off and there's that awkward part before you can just sink fully into the silence. You know, when you're like five minutes in and nothing's been said, then you're like, okay, we're pretty good, I think. I think we've understood the we're both good with no words being said. But every time when you you know, with something said and then Two minutes later, and then you're you sit in that little period of like, are you good? Are you okay with this? I don't want to be the jerk, but I also don't want to talk. <laughs> I also don't have any desire. I don't know you. I don't. I just uh, that's that's just me. Maybe it's just me. Let me know on the text line if that's true to you too. Let me know on the text line as well. All right, let's talk some Texas football as we get into the week. Uh, short week because it is a short week for us. It's a short week for Texas football as well. They play on Friday afternoon. Uh, should be a fun game. They have not, you know, this is only the second home game since they've kind of done up the whole stadium to do the night games. We'll see if the drones are back out and they do the thunderstruck and the new lights and everything they put in to DKR. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be doing all of that uh, for this game. It's six thirty game. We know it's getting dark now around six, so it should be fine to do all that stuff at halftime or whenever they're going to do it. Should be a fun game. For Texas, this is a game against a Texas Tech team that, again, you should be able to beat. And, you know, as much as last week it was something where Iowa State, I always, like, that team felt like a team that just did the things that pestered Texas. They were just a team that kind of did all the stuff that Texas has bothered Texas all year long. This doesn't seem like that week. Now, there could be something, you know, it's Texas Tech. That is a team that wants to play Texas hard. It's a team that's always played Texas hard. Uh, but it is a game where I'm not, it's not so much, this doesn't feel like a game where Texas Tech's style of play is necessarily adversarial to Texas. It, Texas is one of their biggest strengths, and I'll play some sound for me and Robbie uh, and hook them up, where they talk about the Texas strength. Texas Tech's strength is Taj Brooks in the running game. And Texas is really, really good at stopping the running game. So, you know, if you say that's your matchup, they're not an elite defense either. They're not a, t- a turnover machine. They just don't have a lot of the things that kind of give Texas problems and give them problems all year long. Now, are they going to continue to fight for the whole game? Of course. Are they going to come after Texas and go after it? Yes. But this is a game for Texas that is a perfect example of what's been a problem for Texas in years past and has not seemed to be a problem this year. Now you can you can maybe say in the Oklahoma game now knowing how you know what Oklahoma is that, that Texas should have been able to handle their business there, but Texas coming out and playing to their level, and you know even if you get you stumble a little bit, get back up and go finish the game. Texas has been able to do that. They've been able to get to ten wins for the first time in a while. They are building in that direction, and so if we say Texas is building in that direction, this is a game on a Friday night. That shouldn't be stressful. I'm sure it will be because they seem to all be right now. But this is a game on a Friday night that it's really more about can Texas take the success that they've had and get to 10 wins? And can they 
take that and take it to that next step? Can they go out on a senior night at home after Thanksgiving, after going and spending some time with their family? And can the players on special teams who may be going back and the players and they're talking to high school friends or they're talking to you know a family member, an uncle, an aunt who is watching and goes, I don't see your number called. Why aren't they giving you the ball? And that person has to try and explain to them that I'm on special teams and I'm a big part of this team. And if you watch the game, you watch the game, you'll see me. You'll see me out there, but I'm not I'm not in this part. We're we're building there. And those guys have to still come out and perform on special teams. Now I think Sark has gotten there. I think Sark has got these team this team at a different level of buy-in that the team hasn't been in a while. That this Texas team has a different level of buy-in. They have a different level of veteran leadership. We played just sound about culture yesterday and building that and, and trying to become a team that everyone has to carry their own weight. And I think there's part of that of building the culture where it's not so much you earn things by being a senior, you are start earning them when you're a freshman and letting freshmen and sophomores and everybody be part of the culture together and be a part of that buy-in. This is a big buy-in game for Texas. If you can come out and play this game right on your home field and you can go take care of Texas Tech and just kind of put them down and, you know, hand them the loss that they don't want, just finish the season strong, that's a big one. Sark talked about getting the players to buy in. He was asked yesterday about getting players to buy into this Texas team and and how he kind of was able to get a buy-in that it doesn't seem like this team's had in years past, with possibly with previous coaches, but Sark has now got the buy-in there where I'm not as worried about this Thanksgiving holiday as I was in some years past. Here's Sark talking about the player buy-in. Well, I mean, I, I, th- I think inevitably you know when you when you take over a program um you have to remember that the guys that were here in the program and the guys that were in that first recruiting class that that i inherited that signed in december they didn't sign up to play for steve sarkeesian you know they didn't sign up to get coached by kyle flood or bo davis or or whomever right they had signed up for something different and so naturally when when you when you come in you're trying to gain and build trust, okay? And we have an old adage that, that we use in our building, trust equals time plus consistency. And so one of the challenges was even through some of the, the tough days, the tough games, the tough losses, was remaining consistent as a coaching staff, remaining consistent with our message, remaining consistent of what we were asking of the players to do, not only on the field but off the field, um, and then over time, hopefully they could start to learn to trust us one player at a time. And as, as we went through it, I think that that's inevitably probably the, the, the overall riding theme is that I think we've developed trust with our players, that our players know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to always tell them the truth. Um, sometimes they may want to hear it, sometimes they may not, but they know where I'm coming from, that it's ultimately in their best interest because my job as a coach and our coaching staff is to try to put our players in the best position to be successful, whether that's on the football field, in the classroom, or in life. And if they can understand that that's the overriding theme and then we back that up with our actions, over time we'll start to get their trust. And I think that's been kind of the journey over three years for the seniors that were here when we got here. And the guys that are still here that have persevered through the three years of it all, uh, I owe them a ton because 
without them trusting us, the other players in the program would have a harder time trusting us. And so that's probably the biggest thing when you, when you talk about the buy-in. And that's where the buy-in has been for Texas. And that's what's been great about this Texas team is that we've seen them play at a level and continue to show up. And even when players may make a mistake, they're back on the sideline, they get back into it, and it does not compound into a massive problem. Now, they, we've seen the secondary give up in these games and the secondary give up points, and that's still somewhat, to me, not necessarily just the players. That's also some scheming that has been done. And, you know, I think you saw in Iowa State, they schemed it kind of that similar way, and it just worked a little bit better. But you want to see this team not be able to get uh, distracted. In a week where this is a very distracting week because it is now coming down to the Big 12 championship and people are talking about all the different odds of the Big 12 championship. People are talking about you know how you're still not technically in the Big 12 championship. You got to win and you win, but you, you control your own fate there. They're talking about the college football playoff and now there's a Jordan Travis injury and maybe that opens a door. And, you know, Oregon's playing Oregon State and maybe Oregon State pulls off the upset and now that puts you a, a step closer and, you know, maybe maybe somewhere else, maybe, you know, maybe you get a win somewhere else. Maybe, you know, Michigan-Ohio State, maybe Ohio State wins that game by 20, and then Michigan's knocked out of the way, and you can climb right back up into it. There's a lot of distractions going on right now, and it's very important for this Texas team to keep it going in the right mindset and keep it in that one game at a time. Sark talked about the importance of the game when he was asked about, you know, this is a win and you're in. But, you know, how do you feel about trying to teach your team that this is an important game, that this, I, you know, you got to 10 wins. It feels like the gas is, you know, it feels like you can kind of take a little bit of relaxation. It's a holiday week, everything going into it. How do you keep that mentality? Here's Sark talking about the importance of the game and, and telling his players about the importance of the game. We haven't necessarily had to put more of an emphasis on this game. Because I, I mean this when I tell you, you know, after after you know the OU game, I've made it a point that every game we played, the first thing I talked about to the team every morning, every Monday morning, every Friday night, this is a Big Twelve championship game. We we feel like we've been playing Big Twelve championship games one week after another. We know the value of them, we know the importance of them. You never know how it's going to shake out, um, and, and we just did not want to put ourselves in position where we were relying on other people. And so I don't feel like in this week that I have to do more than that. I think that our players understand, hey, we went into this season with a mission to, to try to be champions. We felt like we were more than capable to do that, um, but that we would have to handle our business along the way. Um, I think we've performed that way, but the work's not done. And so it's not something that we shy away from or need to shy away from, but it's also not something that I need to make it even bigger this week because we've been talking this way now for almost two months that of, of every game and the importance of the games you know, each, each weekend. And so um, I think our players are, are going to prepare really well like they have been. I think they're going to go into go into the ball game with with a clear mind and composed and poised, and and try to play their best football, and and then we'll see if it's good enough. And so we talk about that distraction of you know college ball playoffs. We talk about the distraction of the Big Twelve championship game, and then you throw in the fact that this is Texas Tech, 
So there's automatically a distraction of Texas Tech fans being Texas Tech fans. And there's going to be a lot of talk around the game. And while they're not playing as great as they normally have, they do have some hope. Baron Morton is playing okay football and maybe getting a little bit better. Maybe we can get into that. Maybe maybe they feel that Taj Brooks is a, you know, is he's a Doak Walker uh, Award semifinalist along with Jonathan Brooks. So maybe they feel they got some love that they got they they can show right there. And we know that this is a Texas team that's been dealing with or been talked about since the beginning of the season. This was the game that Brett Yormark made his comments that he was going to be there at the game and that uh, he was hoping that Texas Tech would get the job done. And I, I don't think he doesn't want Texas Tech to knock Texas out of the Big 12 championship. I, of course he wants it. You know, I mean, it's better for the Big 12 if one of those teams gets in, if Texas were to get in the college football playoff. Sure, sure be better for him. But I don't know if that's 100% what he's thinking because he thinks, well, next year they're going to be leaving, which by the way, which uh, there was news today that Cam Rising is going to come back for his seventh season at Utah. So there's your front runner to win the Big 12 next year. So <laughs> he's got his team for next year if Cam Rising is coming back. But that not being said, Sark was asked about Brett Yormark in the comment and and if he's spoken to him and they've cleared the air since then. And uh, and Sark didn't really give it that he, they cleared the air. He, he said he's talked to him. But he didn't say it clear there. Here's Sark talking when he was asked about Brett Yarmark's comments, the commissioner of the Big 12, at the beginning of the season when he was in Lubbock and uh, hoped that Texas would lose against Lubbock in Austin. I, you know, there was nothing to smooth over. He, 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 you know, for me, we, we've, we've been on this kick here for months now. This, this whole situation, us leaving the Big 12, our players didn't choose to leave the Big 12. Right, they came to play for the University of Texas. What conference we're in, that's not what our player. They're just choosing to put on the burn orange and white and run out of the tunnel. Uh, and so, to whether the commissioner's rooting against our players to win or not, or we're in the SEC or we're in the Big Twelve, at the end of the day, our guys just want to play good football and they want to win. And so we're. We've tried to consume ourselves with what we need to do. As you guys have heard me say, we need to be enamored with us, uh, and that's something that we've done, um, and that's been our focus. And I think that's why our players have been so poised and so composed, even on the road as we go on the road and, and the success we've had there, because we haven't gotten caught up in what's going on outside. Uh, we've really tried to quiet the noise. Um, we've really tried to stay focused on one another and how we can continue to support one another. Um, and so, you know, for the for the commissioner, you know, we've had plenty of conversations, and he he is coming. I got a chance to see him. He was in Ames Saturday night. He'll be here Friday, um, and I'm hopefully we we put on a heck of a show for him. You know, that that's what I want. He's a commissioner of our conference, and and I'm hopeful that when he watches us play. He's, he's proud of the way that we play and representing the Big 12 because that's the conference we're in right now. There's a classy answer from Sark. He does start it off like, I don't know what there's a smooth over. He said what he said. We know what he said. And we're going to go out there and try and prove him wrong and go win the game. And that's what you want to do is you go, look, we want to go prove it. And we want to go take and we want to win a national title as Big 12 champion. That's what we'd like to do. Now you're going to need some help to get there. But you want to win the Big 12 championship first. And that's the point. There's a lot of distractions that are coming out this week. This is just a busy week for everybody. You know, you're also talking about finals and players. They, some players may graduate early. Some players are, you know, just trying to get through their schoolwork. Some players are trying to figure out the younger players trying to figure out this is their first 
semester of finals for some of these guys. There's that going on. You you have you have the Thanksgiving holiday where you're going to go back and see family and deal with all of that. You've got thrown in that it's Texas Tech, and you know they're going to be hitting you up on social media and everywhere else to try and get into your brain and and try and mess with you. You've got the fact that you're 10-1 and one and people are saying that Texas is back, and we know, I know we're not saying that, but people are saying it, so you have to deal with that. You are you feel like you're already in the Big 12 championship, but you still got to get into it. There's a college football playoff. There's a lot of noise around this program right now, but Texas can go out there and handle this Texas Tech team. I don't know if it'll be easy because it hasn't been all season, so I don't want to pretend that all of a sudden they're going to be able to be a team to close teams out and win by 40. But I think they can go into this Texas Tech game on senior night, have a great game, and uh, be able to keep Texas Tech at bay. And we can talk more about it, and, and I want to play this clip from Hook'em Up as well. But the reality is Texas Tech is a running football team, and one thing Texas does well is stop the run. So the the reality of the main, pro, the main thing Texas Tech does to try and win football games, Texas knows how to stop it. So this is a game that Texas should be able to Handle their business, but you got to let the distractions be distract, be not next to you. Let them push those distractions away, and you need to be able to step up and play your style of football. Don't play down to Texas Tech. Play your style of football at home. Close out the season good. All right, well, let's get to Patrick's Big Fat Poll, and then there's actually an announcement about what we're going to be doing here on the Sports Complex as the year wraps up. Uh, but let's get to the big fat poll of the day. Then we'll give an announcement. Then we'll go to break and we'll come back and start answering some of your text messages. Sound good? All right. Here's a big fat poll of the day. Patrick's big fat poll of the day on the horn. Got a couple for you today. So first of all, we're asking you about if I'm the lunatic, who's the only one who doesn't want to talk to my hairdresser, my barber, or whatever you want to call it, your stylist. Am I the only one that guy got my hair cut today? And, uh, I, I just I prefer silence. Just tell I want to tell you, and I know what I want, so I'm just gonna tell you what it is, and then be like, "Hey, can you knock that out for me?" And then we're good. And then if you can ask me a question, it's fine. But let's not. We don't need to talk about the weather. We don't need to do that. Am I crazy, or is, it, is that somebody else? Did somebody else text that? But some Texas football questions for you. Uh, one a texter asked yesterday. I thought it was a good question. Who would you like to play in the Big Twelve Championship? There's three teams likely. That you could play Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Kansas State. Which team would you like to play in the Big 12 championship? If you got to pick how the scenario played out, who would you want to be in there and play against? Would you want to rematch with Oklahoma? Do you want to rematch with K-State to close them out? Or do you want to play the Oklahoma State, the team we haven't played yet? Which one do you want? Pick one of those. Or if you think of another school and you give me the scenario, if you want to pick another school and give me the scenario they get in, then that's fine. But I need a scenario. You can't just say, I'd like to play the worst team because that's why they're not going to be in that game. The other question I want to ask you about Taj Brooks. Taj Brooks has, uh, since week three, had 100 yards in every game except for uh, K-State, but he only had 17 carries. That's still a 19 yard, 98 yards. Uh, was averaging close to six yards a carry in that game. He has been killing it. Will Texas uh, hold Taj Brooks under 100 yards? They've been doing great on the, end, on the, the, the run stopping. Will Texas be able to hold Taj Brooks under 100 yards? That's one question. Who would you like to play in the Big 12 championship? That's another question. And to give you the announcement, uh, we'll start promoting this uh, more tomorrow and start getting the news out, and we'll be telling everybody. Uh, but we've heard your comments and your text, and we've heard what you guys have been asking for us to start a little bit earlier is people's commutes now are starting a little bit earlier, 
and we may not be on the air when you go when you get in your cars and you'd like us to start a little bit earlier. Uh, and we're already we're on too late that you guys are already home and having dinner by the time that we're going off the air. So uh, the decision has been made that starting December fourth, Monday, December fourth. So that's in two weeks. Uh, we will be moving the sports complex from four to six p.m. You'll still be able to get Rich Eisen from. Uh, you'll get two hours of Rich Eisen right after Jim Rome. Uh, leading into us, and then the third hour of Rich Eisen will play right after us at 6 p.m. But yes, 4 to 6 p.m. will be the new hours of the sports complex starting December 4th. So we'll still have this week. We'll have all of next week at 5 to 7 p.m., and then we'll move from 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, as we move in to the end of the year and, uh, you know, trying to work, you know, as a horn, we're trying to be user-friendly out there and get you guys you know, the time that you want us on and you want the local sports coverage and when you can be most vocal on the text line and join in the conversation and listen to us, that's when we want to do it here on the horn. So we'll have that. Patrick's Big Fat Poll is up too. So if you got any questions that, 512-447-3776 is the text line. Please send those in and we will get to them after the break. We're going to play some sound from Hook'em Up with Ian Robbie talking more about that run defense for Texas and what Texas Tech is going to try and do here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. The Sports Complex, afternoons 5 to 7. Woo! Hell yeah! On the Horn. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say, I hope it always will stay this way. My hat is off, won't you stand up and take a Back on the Sports Complex on a Tuesday afternoon, playing songs with thanks in them because it's Thanksgiving week. It's an easy one. Come on. We're going to play them for the rest of the week here uh, through Wednesday. We're off on uh, Thursday and Friday. Friday, there will be a pregame show, though, 4 to 6 p.m. right here on the Horn with Aaron and Rod getting you ready for Texas Tech. That will be a fun show and a fun game. You know, they'll have... There'll be a you know a day off, so just Rod's always great when he has a couple days, like when when he has a couple days off, and he has he's really pent up with ideas and and things he's been going through because he never stops. So <laughs> that'll be a good pregame show, I'll tell you that much. Uh, coming back on the show, text lines open. We're asking you uh, who would you like to play in the Big Twelve Championship, and if you have a scenario, someone other than Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Oklahoma is the person. I, I think those are the three main ones. Uh, you can put that in there. But don't just put the worst team. That's come on. That's you're avoiding the question. And uh, Taj Brooks been killing it lately. 100 yards in uh, basically every game that he has started this season, except for one. Will he get to 100 yards against Texas in that uh, amazing run defense? Those are the poll questions for you on the text line. And if you talk while you're getting a haircut, I, I, I'm I'm just not that guy. But I want to see if I'm the crazy one or if. 
there's some more out there like me. Uh, uh, text lines open. Let's get over and uh, uh, my man Chance mentioned the game last night. Uh, the basketball game was gritty. They battled. Love it for love them for it. Uh, we were so short compared to them in all five positions, and Dylan Mitchell was playing hard and flying all around. Yeah, we will get more into basketball in the six o'clock hour. But yeah, that was a there. There, I do have some takeaways. I, I you know, they, there's no moral victories in Texas, but that was damn close. That was, it was it was impressive how they fought in that game. They definitely they definitely fought in that game. You like to see that. We'll talk more about it in the six o'clock hour. But appreciate the text there. Uh, texter says. I talk about all kinds of things with my hair cutter. I know him very well. He's kind of crazy, loves a good time, and usually drunk and stoned. I should mention I cut my own hair. Solid, solid text there. Solid text. I've cut my own hair before, too, because I'm cheap. And then also, it's like I don't have to talk to anybody. I can just get it done. There's no scheduled appointment. I've done it plenty of times. I thought for the holidays, I get it, you know, get it good. I'm hosting a show, by the way, December 14th. Thursday, December 14th. Tickets are at uh, 310 at ACL Live. You can get your tickets now for Jelly's uh, what, 11th or 12th annual Christmas jam. He's been doing it for so long. But uh, that it's a really fun show. All the information's up on my social medias uh, for that. So check that out. But yeah, I'll be hosting that show. So I thought I'd get a cut, you know, to not look crazy, not to look like I did it myself. I thought I'd get that done. Uh, Big Papa says Oklahoma State. That's I, I think I'm with you on Oklahoma State. I think I'm with you there. Uh, this texter says, I need a beat down Friday. We have to close out the next two games as butt whoopings. I'll say butt whoopings, but, uh, I, I, again, I don't know if that's Sark's MO. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I think you need to win them convincingly. I think you need double digit wins. You'd like to cover. If you cover, I think that'll carry weight. So if you win by two scores, if you win by three, it'd be great. If you win by two, it'd be great. I don't know if there's a team that's going to go out there and just try and Run up the score. I'd love it if they did, but I don't know if that's the one. All right, let's get one more text. I'm going to play this sound from Hook'em Up for me and Rob B. Uh, this is from WPI Parts Guy. Uh, it says, simply thanks for the show. Thanks for letting us be a part of it. You are appreciated. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you very much for listening, WPI Parts Guy. I do appreciate that. And he also says, I just closed my eyes and chill. No conversation. Uh, saying if you talk during the during the haircut. I That's what I want to do. I just want to chill. Let's just relax. It's peaceful. Calm, cut my hair, and then I'm done, and then I'm a new man. Feel good. Appreciate you there, WPR Parts Guy. Uh, let's play this sound from Welcome Up with Dean Rob B. Talking about Texas Tech's strengths and how they kind of play into Texas' hands in this game. It's Hook'em Up with Dean Rob B. Weekday morning 6 to 11, and we're playing some clips from it right now on the Sports Complex. Let's get into some uh, Texas versus Texas Tech discussion just a little bit, especially on a short week. We're from Sark. Uh, he does give uh, an, an update, but he talked about a lot of kind of in-depth macro uh, topics at the media availability. As my man uh, E mentioned, he was uh, very long-winded, uh, was in a mood to uh, talk. So he talked about a lot of different things. But first, let's hear about him talking about the Texas Tech game and the upcoming matchup. He spoke about how Texas Tech has shifted their offensive philosophy, and they've become a more run-centric team. Yes, still an ARA team, um, but they've become a run-centric team. More so out of circumstance than anything else, right? Out of necessity. They had a lot of injuries at quarterback, offensive line, had pass protection issues, and Taj Brooks is their best offensive weapon. As a matter of fact, Sark was asked about Taj Brooks, the running back uh, from Texas Tech, and here's what Sark had to say. Well, got great contact balance. Uh, Taj Brooks, you know, he 
the first guy has a hard time getting him down, and it's not always because of the elusiveness. It's his ability to absorb blows and stay on his feet and then continue to, to break tackles, get hard yards. Uh, they're a physical running football team. You know, I, I think naturally you think of Tech, and if you're not watching them, oh, they're running the ball. They're all spread out, and they're running, you know, zone read, and nobody's tackling the guy, and he's running the, they're running up and they're running gap schemes and, and they're running downhill. Uh, it's a physical brand of football that they're playing uh, and they still do it with tempo. And so you have to, you have to get yourself aligned. Um, but I, I do think there's been a definitely a shift philosophical shift um, that, uh, that Joey has implemented to that team. That is a, the physical brand of football offensively, that is playing to their defense. They've got a very good defense. And so those two things working together has shifted. You know, they're not playing 48, 45 games and each team's running 100 plays. You know, they beat Kansas 16, 13 a couple weeks ago. They beat UCF 24 to 23, but they're winning games with that, with that philosophy and that style. Uh, and so you have to adjust accordingly. But it all goes back to their ability to run the ball with Tosh, and he's a heck of a player. I mean, they are running the football. I mean, these are the numbers for Tech running the football uh, since the Baylor game. So six-game sample size here, 42, 30, 43, 42, 44, 29. So since they've run the ball at least 40 times in four of the last six games. Yeah, and and by the way, they're not running it all that successfully. Um, You know, they're basically in those games, I just talked about if you go look at it, they're averaging over four yards per rush in three of those games. That was it. That's three of the last six games. They've averaged over four yards. They've averaged uh, six and a half yards per rush uh, versus UCF, a little over three yards per rush, under three and a half yards per rush versus TCU and Kansas. Um, three, it looks like they were at three, right at three and a half yards per rush versus BYU. It's not a dominant running attack. I think it kind of just helps them control the game a little bit, and it it lets them funnel usage to their best offensive weapon, which is Tosh Brooks. But like I said, they're they're not a dominant running team. K State was a top five running team in the country when they came in here with duo dual threat quarterbacks and a competent run game and a better offensive line, way better offensive line. Um, and Texas shut them down, and they had their worst rushing output in a game since 2014. That's what K State K State. Easily the second most physical team in the Big 12. Way more physical than Texas Tech. And you just held um, Iowa State on the road to nine total rushing yards. And that's a team that wants to run the football too. Iowa State's just as good at running the football. They don't have a Tosh Brooks. But in terms of overall team effectiveness in terms of running the football, they're probably just as effective as Texas Tech is. It's, yeah. it's just a weird uh, shift in philosophy for Texas Tech. But I know it's like it's not a necessity it's not what they want to be. It's what they need to be in order to survive. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, this is styles make fights, and this is a good style for Texas, a good matchup, mm-hmm. because they're now – they've shifted to kind of doing what Texas is trying to do, right? Uh, just run the ball, be real physical. They've got the two big tackles up front uh, like that Texas does. And this is Joey McGuire. You know, realize – I mentioned this earlier, but Joey McGuire now in seven career games coaching at Texas Tech in November, he's 6-1. And the only loss came yeah. last year to a team that played for the national championship in TCU, and it was a close game. Uh, so this is what we talk about with these high school coaches. They keep fixing problems. They just keep solving it. Let's try this. Let's try this. You know, they, they, there's not a – which is what good coaching is. Uh, but at the same time, 
you're not a finished product. And, and Joey McGuire knows how to coach and knows how to get the most out of his personnel. And, like you know, that. it's led to them switching to Baron Morton's, the quarterback. And, you know, Tyler Shuck has entered the portal and essentially said, look, this is how we're going to have to to win games. Uh, we as, Rod, as Sark just said, you know, we may not be successful running the ball, but we're protecting our good defense right now. Yep. We're helping them mm-hmm. not have to, you know, play as many snaps and get tired by the end of the football game. So give Joey McGuire that. And, um, you know, he comes in here knowing he's over overmatched because I do think if you take the boxing analogy, if, if fights, styles make fights, you know, Texas is right now a heavyweight and, you know, Texas Tech's kind of a middleweight trying to punch up. Yep. And so that's that's kind of a challenge. But uh, we'll see. I, I mean, I like the game. It's a 14-point line. There's a reason Texas is 13.5 to 14 points favored at home. Night should be a real good crowd. And uh, uh, looking forward to seeing this game. But uh, And obviously the Longhorns should be completely focused on Texas Tech based on last year's loss. And, and by the way, somebody said talking about uh, the, the, the tush push and the Eagles and how they start first and nine. Mm-hmm. And then they can go for it on fourth down, fourth down line. Don't be, I mean, Joey McGuire is going to go for it on fourth down. They're not. Yes. You know, they're going to try to extend drives. Why not? Why not? It, it worked last year for you. <laughs> you might need to break it out again. I'm with you on that 100%. And, you know, I, I think that there's a possibility, even though they have been a very – run-oriented team, run-centric team in the last five weeks, I do think against Texas, if they're just watching film, I think they may come out and pass first uh, and run lots of slant routes. <laughs> uh, well, and I will running, The traditional run game just had, it hasn't worked against Texas. I mean, nobody's been able to run it in a traditional way. Bama did for a quarter. 2.8 yards per carry in conference play allowed. Yeah, TCU did it for like a, a couple of series in the second half, but I mean, you guys can remember off the top of your head how many teams ran the football handing off the ball against Texas because it hasn't happened a lot. Yeah. So well, I think they're going to throw it. I think they're going to come out. Not, not throw it a lot. They're not going to abandon a running game, but I, I think it's a fool's errand to just try to run the football against Texas. Yeah, I agree with you. And Baron Morton was not forgetting. We've heard from our friend Craig Flowers uh, from the high ground. He, uh, he, he works at those aired out camps, the quarterback camps uh, out, okay. in, uh, yeah. out in West Texas. And Baron Morton's one of the he's a disciple of that, the air it out camp. So he knows the air raid. He can throw it. He, he can, can spin it. the rock. And they've yeah. got some decent receivers. They may have to to alter their attack here. Having gotten to this point, won three games in a row, uh, maybe knowing against a heavyweight, you're going to have to maybe maybe go back to some of the older stuff if you're going to move the football in this game. Uh, and I would say, too, that um, – you know, Joey McGuire is familiar with a lot of the players on this roster because he was coaching high school football when a lot of the, in the Metroplex, a lot of these guys were coming through. And when he got to Baylor, he talked about yesterday at his news conference how he recruited Byron Murphy. He recruited because Dallas was his territory. He came to Baylor from Cedar Hill, okay. so he recruited the Metroplex when really? he got to Baylor. All those guys. So he knows a lot of this. He knows this personnel, and he likes it. He thinks they're really good, but doesn't mean you can beat them. I mean, he knows them. He's yeah. familiar with the players. There's even a report that he he. He reached out and communicated with Sark after Sark's win. Yeah, yeah, K State. Yeah, after Alabama, he he texted him after the Alabama win and, and the K State uh, win. win. It was both of the wins. Yeah, he congratulated him. Which I thought was kind of weird that he reached out to him after that. Very good for him though. He said he texted Coach Sarkeesian. Yeah, can Ty? Can we play? I know, Rod. Can we play Those the, the Can we play Sark's thought on Brett Yormark while we were talking about him? Uh, in here behind the burn orange curtain, just for folks so they can hear. This is Sark taking the high road on the Brett Yormark conversation, which a lot of people are going to talk about this week. The comments he made at the booster function last summer will be played quite a bit between now and kickoff. Uh, here was Sark yesterday when asked about the uh, the commissioner's comments. I, you know, there was nothing to smooth over. He, he, he you know, for me, we we've we've been on this kick here for months now. This this whole situation, us leaving the Big Twelve. Our players didn't choose to leave the Big 12. 
right? That they came to play for the University of Texas. What conference we're in, that's not what our players – they're just choosing to put on the burn orange and white and run out of the tunnel. Uh, and so to – whether the commissioner's rooting against our players to win or not or we're in the SEC or we're in the Big 12, at the end of the day, our guys just want to play good football and they want to win. And so we're, we've tried to consume ourselves with what we need to do. As you guys have heard me say, we need to be enamored with us. Uh, and that's something that we've done. Um, and that's been our focus. And I think that's why our players have been so poised and so composed, even on the road as we go on the road and, and the success we've had there, because we haven't gotten caught up in what's going on outside. Uh, we've really tried to quiet the noise. Um, we've really tried to stay focused on one another and how we can continue to support one another. Um, and so, you know, for the for the commissioner, you know, we've had plenty of conversations, and he he is coming. I got a chance to see him. He was in Ames Saturday night. He'll be here Friday, um, and I'm hopefully we we put on a heck of a show for him. You know that that's what I want. He's a commissioner of our conference, and and I'm hopeful that when he watches us play, he's he's proud of the way that we play and representing the Big Twelve because that's the conference we're in right now. Yeah, that was a high road. Classy, yeah, it was a classy comment from Sark. Hope he's proud. Um, I don't know if he's proud. I'm sure he's. Well, no, I, here's what I would say, though. For Brett Yormark, who, as he just said, where you live where your feet are, it would be good for his current conference if Texas made it to the final. Oh, no, it is. They'd well, make a lot of money. <laughs> They'd make no, a lot yeah, of money. It's good for the money, but it's not, it's not good for the optics. Sure. The optics are the teams that you brought into the conference are performing poorly. Right. And the teams that are leaving your conference right now, they're the, the blue bloods. That they're the ones who are the cash cows and they're on their way out. So I'm just saying, optics wise, it's not it, it's not a great look. Yeah, you get yeah. money, you get the money, but well, and because right now his conference, Brett Yormark, has one team that could play in the Final Four, and that's Texas. So yeah. there's almost the idea that, but that's look, show me the money, man. Yeah, uh, that's revenue for all the teams, and, and you can't do anything about them leaving. And uh, there 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 is a an opportunity, uh, just like then you'd have back to back years with a team in the Final Four out of the Big Twelve. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, it's. Uh, it's kind of like man, you, know, you can celebrate that if you want to, but we all know that's not good for you, Big Twelve. It's not good for the future prospects. I'm of the just Big saying 12. the rest of the conference would celebrate the cash flow income. That oh yeah, of course they'll it. celebrate yeah. the money, but I'm just saying for the future like relevance oh, sure. of the conference, it's not good. You yeah. wanted they wanted one of their other representatives to you know be as as good if not better than Texas. And that's not the case. Well, so far, I'm right. And they, most likely, they're going to have a, a different representative that's staying playing Texas in the Big Twelve. Yeah, title, that's a good thing. Which would be a good thing. Yeah. Uh, good for theater. Good stuff there from Hook 'Em Up with E and Rod B. We got to take a break. When we come back, back to the text line five one two four four seven three seven seven six. Who would you like to play in a Big Twelve championship game? Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Kansas State. Those are the three most likely scenarios. If you have a scenario to get someone else in there, feel free to text that in. And Taj Brooks has been killing it for Texas Tech, running the ball. Since he's become the starter, he has had 100 yards in every game but one, and that one he was averaging over close to six yards a carry at 98 yards, just missed it. Uh, but will he break 100 yards against Texas? Send that one in as well on the Tech line. Keeping it rolling here on the Sports Complex on a Tuesday afternoon right here on the Horn, 101.9 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on The Horn. Thought I'd end up with Sean, but it wasn't a match. Wrote some songs about Ricky, now I listen and laugh, even almost got married. 
Back on the Sports Complex here on a Tuesday afternoon, short week. We get out of here. We have another show tomorrow, and then we're off for Thanksgiving, Thursday and Friday. But pregame show will be on Friday, 4 to 6, right here on the Horn. Let's get back to that text line, 512-447-3776. We're asking you, who would you like to play in the Big 12 championship? Will Taj Brooks get to 100 yards against Texas like he's been doing all season long? Uh, text, this texter says, best chance of making the college football playoff is to beat a top 10 OU team to avenge the only loss. I do not know if they'll be a uh, top 10. They win this week against TCU. It'll help them, but they're 14 right now, I believe. So I don't believe they get back in the top 10, but close. And I get your point. It is probably the best bet. If Oklahoma State had kept winning, then it would be a different story. You could play Oklahoma State and they were ranked ahead, but then they kept losing. Uh, and get blown out by UCF and then have a hard game against Houston. So they're 23 right now. They don't really help you a ton either. So for Texas, uh, I know you team may, may be the best chance and you avenge your one loss. And you can say, look, we, we lost to them, but we came back and beat them. And especially if you beat them well, uh, give you that extra shot. I think it depends, too, on what happens this week, who you really want to see. There is part of it. Even though Florida State loses and Washington loses and Oregon loses and Michigan loses, then, you know, all right, you know, I want the easiest team then. Give me the easiest team because we can we can go sneak in right then. But if, if you know those guys are all still going, you may have some issues and you may need to try and get whatever you can to get in there. Uh, my man Nate says, uh, <laughs> hell yeah, Patrick, the star has a better name, uh, has a better time, uh, and nice work, KK. Yes, KK is always working behind the scenes. We know that. I was on the phone with her today. What a shocker. <laughs> always working, uh, does a great job. Uh, KK uh, chief engineer says no conversation for the haircut appointment. I we we're talking about making my haircut earlier. Don't like to have a conversation. It's just me. Nothing against anybody. I've ever got my haircut from. I just prefer to have no conversation. Uh, says I've had the same, uh, same lady for the past four years for this reason. She gets it. Uh, I start with how are you, and that's it. But I usually keep my eyes closed for the majority and relax. I also perform, and it's not a skilled thing necessarily. I'm a larger man, 6'1", 350. There's going to be accidental close contact in what you prefer. I will tell you, I'm actually different. I prefer a guy who is going to know what I want with my hair than opposed to somebody that I've had women that think, well, I'll do the hair like how I want it to see it on a man, not realizing I'm a big dude, and it's not going to look the same. Don't, don't do the hair of what you think it's going to look like. you got to do... Uh, what I, what you know, and then a big guy may go, okay, they know what to do with the hair there. Uh, Chief Engineer says, K-State, EZOU has been there, done that. Gundy gets up for these dames. Dangerous. Uh, also, woohoo, four to six. Yes, the show will be moving to four to six, December 4th. I appreciate that uh, you're happy with that one. <laughs> and you get grumpy when she interrupts your shows. When you talk about non-important stuff like kids, grandkids, bills, etc. <laughs> I appreciate that. And he says, I'm up for the other top teams killing each other, so we sneak in. Thank you, Chief Engineer. Uh, I appreciate all that. Keep texting in. We'll keep going. Uh, we've still got some more texts to get to. 512-447-3776. we got to hit a break at the top of the hour. We'll come right back and uh, get into uh, some talk, uh, more of your texts. We'll also get into Texas basketball, some NFL. The game happened last night. Some other NFL action happened today. That was uh, some news, I will say, happened today. We can get all that. We come back here on the Sports Complex in the Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com.